here on Stolen Lives, we discuss brutal and heartbreaking crimes against children. Themes may include child murder, torture, and sexual, domestic, and child abuse. I do try my best to remain respectful for the babies in these stories and leave out unnecessary details that honestly, none of us need to know to understand the frustration of why and how this ever happened. However, if you find any of these themes triggering, this podcast may not be for you. Listener discretion is advised. The story I will talk about today is not a listener suggestion, unless I count, because this is a very current story, and what I feel needs more ears and eyes on it. I have listeners in India, and I really want to get this story out there in the hopes someone listening knows the location of the couple the FBI would really like to talk to, in the disappearance of a six-year-old disabled boy. In March 2023... Police show up at the door of Cindy Rodriguez Singh, asking for a welfare check on her son, Noel. However, they can't, she says. He is now living with his father in Mexico. Turns out this wasn't the case. In fact, not only has his father not seen Noel, but no one has seen Noel in at least five months, maybe longer. And then as the authorities close in their investigation... The family flee the country without answering the question on everyone's lips. Where is Noel? This is Noel's story. March 20th, 2023. Everman police were contacted by Texas Child Protective Investigations, or CPIs will refer to them in this episode. CPI told police there was a six-year-old boy, Noel Angel Rodriguez Alvarez, whose extended family had not seen since November 2022. So that is five months without them seeing this little boy. At the time, Noel was living with his mother, 37-year-old Cindy Rodriguez Singh, his stepfather Ashdeep Singh, and his four biological siblings aged between 11 and 7 years old, as well as five-month-old twins, his half-siblings, definitely a full house. Cindy also had three additional children aged in their teens, but they weren't living with her at the time our story takes place. But because of these reports of no one outside the immediate family reporting seeing Noel in five months, CPI were requesting Everman Police to conduct a welfare check to make sure everything was okay. And I must say, Child Services and Everman Police must be commended here. So many times we see delays in red tape. Case files closed without follow-up, like we saw with Oakley Carlson and Harmony Montgomery. And Noelle's story reminds me of Harmony's in so many ways. But as you will see in this story, neither agency has given up. They were on this right from the get-go. There was no lost time once they knew this little boy was missing. They did everything they could to get answers of where Noelle was and what happened to him. That same day, March 20th, 2023, Police Chief Craig Spencer went to the home in the 3700 block of Wisteria Drive in Everman and he spoke to Noelle's mother, Cindy. Police Chief Spencer asked to see Noelle, but Cindy said this was not possible because he was in Mexico living with his biological father and he had been there since November 2022. But she wasn't able to provide police with an address or contact number 
as her ex-husband refused to give her that information. Now, while that in itself was questionable, what she was saying made sense. The timelines matched up. And the other six children were healthy and appeared well taken care of. So the police left. No further action. However, this was not good enough for CPI. They wanted to speak with someone who could actually confirm Noel was safe and with his dad, so they tracked down Noel's father themselves. And he told CPI he was deported from the United States before Noel was even born, and he hadn't ever met his son, and he hadn't spoken with Cindy since. CPI verified this information with Homeland Security, and everything checked out there. So on March 23, 2023... Child Protective Investigations contacted Everman Police once more. I just wanted to take a minute to introduce you all to this week's sponsor, Green Chef. They are here to keep those New Year resolutions in check. And it's never been easier with their healthy and nutritious meals that not only look good, but they taste amazing too. Everything you need is included. So there's none of those annoying trips to the grocery store. Because honestly, who wants to leave the house when you don't need to? Everything you need is delivered right to your door. Friend of the podcast, Sarah, is receiving her first box this week. And I'm waiting impatiently for all those gorgeous, delicious foodie pictures coming my way. And she has so much to choose from. More than 80 recipes are available each week on their diverse menu. And there is something there for everyone. Whether you're keto, vegan or gluten-free, Green Chef has your back with so many flavour-packed and seasonally-inspired meals. Green Chef is now owned by another favourite of ours, HelloFresh, and with a wider array of meal plans to choose from, there is truly something for everyone. It's easy to switch between brands, and now fellow lifers can enjoy both brands with a sneaky discount on me. Go to greenchef.com slash 60stolen and use code 60stolen to get 60% off plus 20% off your next two months. That's 60% off plus 20% off your next two months at greenchef.com slash 60stolen. That's 60% off plus 20% off your next two months at greenchef.com slash 60stolen. And use code 60STOLEN. Green Chef, the number one meal kit for eating well. Because of this renewed concerns for Noelle's safety, CPI began looking into the well-being of the other children in the household, and they had learnt these children had been absent from school for several weeks that Cindy had contacted the school to begin the process of unenrolling them, which I didn't even know was a thing. But apparently in Texas you can unschool your children, meaning there is no lesson plans or actual learning, I guess. It is purely child-driven with activities. Also, I couldn't find in my research that Noel ever was enrolled in school. Now, this may be for a number of reasons. He had just turned six years old, and he did have developmental disorders and social disorders. Noel had been born premature at 25 weeks, and because of that, unfortunately, he had some health concerns. Noel had trouble speaking, he had sight issues, and had chronic lung disease that required him to be on oxygen at certain times throughout the day. 
All of this may have delayed his entry into school, and maybe he was going to start the following school year. Now, because of this renewed concern for not only Noelle's safety, but that of the other children, both CPI and Everman police attempted to contact Cindy, but they were unsuccessful. And when Cindy was further looked into, this concern escalated to panic. Cindy had an extensive criminal history of mainly alcohol-related offences. At the time Noelle went missing, Cindy was still on probation for repeated offences, dating back to 2020, for driving while intoxicated. According to Tarrant County Court records, Cindy had crashed into a pole drunk with the children in the car with her. Noel and his siblings were removed from Cindy's custody for over a year because of this incident and placed into foster care, only to be returned to her in late 2021, after she successfully completed drug and alcohol treatment and a parenting course. Midnight, March 23, 2023. An arrest warrant was issued for Cindy Rodriguez-Singh for the offence of a false report relating to a missing child or a missing person and an Amber Alert was activated for Noel. Actually, not only for Noel, but his entire family. The Amber Alert would be extended to that of Cindy, Ashdeep, and Noel's siblings on March 25, 2023, because now his entire family were missing. No one knew where they were. A description of the family's truck was given out. A silver 2012 Chevy Silverado with a mural of the Mexican saint of death, Saint Muente, painted on the back windscreen. However, that night at 9pm, the Everman police would start getting some answers. Unfortunately, all pointed to that Noel was likely deceased. The family's truck was found abandoned at the Dallas-Fort Worth International Airport, the family having fled the United States. In fact, March 23rd, Three days after the initial attempted welfare check on Little Noel, the family had boarded a flight to Istanbul, Turkey, and then on to India, where Arshdeep had immigrated to the United States from. This was only hours before the Amber Alert was issued, which would have stopped them boarding the flight. And because Noel was not on the passenger list, the Amber Alert was reissued as a missing endangered alert by the Texas Department of Public Safety. There was a genuine urgency here, because without treatment for his disabilities, Noel would not be able to survive. March 27, 2023, the family home was searched. And when I say home, they lived in more of a converted shed that had electricity and air conditioning, but no kitchen or bathroom. But the back door of the landlord's home, which was in front of the shed, was always unlocked so the family could come and go as they pleased. The family did previously live in the home owned by 71-year-old Charles Parson. How I met her is I met her at a grocery store one time. I was thumping some uh, melons and she come up and she... So we got to be talking and then I told her, you know, we got to find out that I'd gone through a pretty bad relationship with somebody for like 11 years. She was a dopehead and she took me for everything. So she had volunteered that if I needed somebody to come over and cook every now and then, she would. So we did that. So one day she came out and parked the car in front of my house and it was cold. And she asked me, could she sleep right there in front of the house? I said, what do you mean? Her husband or whatever, the guy that got deported to Mexico had left her with no rent money, no food, no nothing, no divers. 
And uh, so I told her, look, I got two extra rooms. Y'all, y'all are, are willing to come in if y'all want to come in and stay there. I said, I'm not going to charge you rent. So then later on, she ended up meeting her husband to be at one of the little stores down the street. And they ended up getting married because CPS had come out here when they had taken her kids originally because she did have a DWI and she did have a drinking problem when, you know, when she was here. I, I, I quit drinking altogether because of her DWI. And um, anyway, she had been clean for like two or three years because she had a breathalyzer, so she has to do that. But she was on probation like eight eight to ten years if she broke it. That's why she fled, because when they came again, they couldn't find the well. And she supposedly told him where she took him. I don't know where she took him, have no idea. The story I'd got that she had taken him to the father, the father didn't want him, but the sister did. And so she left him with the sister. Now, I can't verify that because I don't know none of it to be a fact. Now, Charles said he considered himself more of a grandfather to the children and had been in their lives for about nine years. That he met Cindy at a grocery store and took her in after she told him she was sleeping in a car. At that point, Cindy only had two children in her care. But Charles said he had two spare rooms and lived alone. He appreciated the company. But then the family got bigger and bigger. So when Cindy remarried to Ashdeep and she got pregnant with the twins, he built the shed. Charles said he never charged the family any rent, but Cindy paid for the bills, and he couldn't remember ever buying groceries since the family lived with him. Charles also said the family still used the two bedrooms in his home. I get the impression Cindy and Ashdeep had one of the bedrooms and the twins were in the other. That left Noel and his four siblings to sleep in the shed, which I really hope isn't the case. Because, for one, that puts a lot of pressure on young children to care for Noel. And secondly, what happened if he had a medical emergency? He really needed to have a trusted adult caregiver close by just in case. The neglect here is shocking. And we haven't even started yet. Just buckle in because the situation gets so much worse. Charles told police Cindy told him a similar story she told police. That's the last time he saw Noel was Thanksgiving 2022, to November 24th. Not long after this, Cindy had sent Noel to Mexico to live with his father. But when he refused to take him, Noel went to live with his uncle instead. Noel's foster mother, Patricia Paris, would come forward. She had fostered Noel and two of his siblings when Cindy lost custody of the children that the agency contacted her thinking she was a great fit for Noel and his siblings because she had experience fostering children with special needs. And here is when we find out just what an amazing kid Noel is. Patricia would describe him as cheerful, happy and silly, affectionate and loving, that he called her mummy, that he loved trucks and taking selfies. Noel loved trucks so much, he always had a toy one close by, and he was always full of laughter. Quote, that was my son. That was my baby. Everything a kid with special needs was told they can't do, he mastered that. Unquote. I would say, sweet pea, he would say, mommy. I would say, no, Noel, I'm not your mom. I'm sweet pea. He'd say, no, you're mommy. 
Patricia said the last time she saw him was in February 2022 during a FaceTime call. She also spoke to Cindy and she told Patricia that she wasn't coping. Patricia loved Noel and she offered to take him back if it was getting too much, but Cindy declined. And now this is reminding me of Oakley Carlson, a foster family more than happy to take Noel in and raise him as their own, only to be denied that over his biological mother who wasn't coping with the amount of children she had and Noel's significant medical needs. This makes me so sad. Noel sounds like such an amazing kid. He deserved so much better. Noel's foster mother wasn't the only person Cindy told she wasn't coping with Noel. Cindy's mother had custody of Cindy's eldest three children. Now, Cindy's mother's name is out there in early contemporary news articles, but she has since said she doesn't want her name out there, and I will respect that. But the reason Cindy's mother only had three of her grandchildren was simply because that's all she could do given her age and her battle with cancer. But when Cindy complained about Noel, about how sickly he was, and she wasn't coping with giving him the level of care he needed, Cindy's mother offered to take him. But again, like with Patricia, Cindy wouldn't let her. Cindy's mother said she hadn't seen Noel in about a year. That when she brought the older children to visit with their mother in the January of 2023, there was no sign of him. When she asked to see her grandson, Cindy would always make excuses, saying he was staying with someone else. Quote, For me, the best thing is for them to catch Cindy and bring her to me. I want to say, where is Noel? Where is Noel? She needs to confess where that little angel is. That is his name, Noel Angel. Unquote. At this point, police feared the worst. In press conferences, they informed the public they were using cadaver dogs and sonar technology on the property where the family lived. Of special interest was a patio that Cindy had had put in about a month earlier. Additionally, police found a carpet that was previously on the patio in a makeshift storage shed. Carpet that Ashdeep had thrown out the day before the family fled the country. This carpet was found in a nearby dumpster and cadaver dogs alerted to the scent of human remains on this carpet. Charles would state that Cindy paid for this patio with her own money, even though it wasn't her house, and she seemed to want to build it in a hurry, yet kept changing her mind what she wanted, telling the builders she wanted the concrete thicker on one side. Now police had this concrete ripped up, and while cadaver dogs didn't alert to this area, the ground-penetrating radar picked up on something of interest in that particular area of the patio, where the thicker concrete had been. Despite that, the search didn't find any evidence of what happened to Noel. The slab was poured after Noel supposedly had disappeared. You know, I mean, why, why would he be underneath the slab? I think they just tore it up because they don't have... They don't have no idea where the boy is, and they're frustrated. She she built the slab because, you know, she had the twins. She wanted to build a patio so the twins would have someplace. She could sit in the patio and watch her kids play on the trampoline and, and the swings back there during the summer. But she was eventually was going to add another room to the back of the house because her oldest daughter, the one that was with her now, not her oldest, but the one that lived with her, was going to need a room. She wanted a room, build a room. That's why it was heavy on one end. They kept saying it was more. It was heavy on one end because she was actually going to build another room back there. But you know why? If she had all those plans, she suddenly up and left. Scared. 
scared that she was going to go to prison for eight years and then not watch her kids grow up. Her twin, you know, you take away from her twins, she ain't going to get to see them if she goes to prison. She was scared that she was going to go to prison because because no missing. Yeah, because uh, that and CPS is going to take come take her kids to start off with. You know that with Noel missing, there you know they're going to take the kids. Uh, they, and now people are saying she was abusive. I've never seen her abuse Noel or any of the kids. I know the police are desperate to find the boy, but they're looking in the wrong place is all I can say because he, he, he's not here. What do you think he is? I have no idea. I think he's in Mexico, to be honest with you. Yeah, I think he's alive, and that's why I told him I wasn't going to go to that deal they had last night because until you show me a body that he's dead, then I'll believe you because I, I think no way he's dead. Somebody's got him. Somebody's scared that they're going to get in trouble with the law because they've got him, and they got him illegally, basically. She didn't go through the courts like I asked her. Like I told her, if you're going to get adopt Noel, go through the court system, but she didn't do that. I wished I would have been here. I think I could have talked her out of going, but I wasn't here. And her husband's from over there. I don't know what kind of story. I don't know how they're going to hide it. I don't know nothing about expedition or whatever, how they're going to get them. They were good. They're good parents. I mean, they love their kids. They really love their kids. Why would you can check the kids' grades in school? The girl was making straight A's. The boy was a B student. She got another girl that was an A student. Does that sound like kids that are being abusive? You go back there and see all the toys they got. They got more toys that I'm going to throwing away than, than a man can shake a fist at. They, they're not rich. Rumours quickly spread through the small, tight-knit community of Everman that has a population of less than 6,000. Rumours about human trafficking and the chance Noel might have been sold. Cindy's brother told investigators Cindy told him she had sold Noel to an unknown female at a Fiesta supermarket, but that this woman couldn't be contacted because she was worried about being reported to CPS. Now, while there was no evidence this was the case... Authorities have said they cannot rule out any possibilities about where Noel may be. Said Police Chief Craig Spencer, quote, There's a lot of holes within the answers that we've been getting as part of the investigation that we've just got to keep continuing to fill. So I'm just not ready to speculate yet on what I think happened to Noel. I'm still very optimistic, unquote. Cindy's brother does question the truth in Cindy's story, though especially since she has told so many people so many stories. Cindy's brother also contradicted Charles's claims that she was a good and loving mother, that Cindy was actually an abusive mother. He would detail an incident when Noel and Cindy visited his home in early 2022, so not long after she received custody back of the children. But Cindy allegedly told her brother not to give Noel any water because, quote, she did not want to clean up after him if he had a dirty diaper, unquote. Now, for the record, he ignored her and gave him water anyway. But when Cindy found out, she allegedly struck Noel with her car keys. Cindy's brother said this was the last time he saw his nephew. Has Noel been missing even longer than we realise? Maybe Charles is misremembering or covering for Cindy because he does think a lot of her and he doesn't want her to get into any trouble. It seems the extended family hadn't seen Noel since early 2022, six months earlier than we believe the last time he was seen. And we know Noel's foster mother, Patricia, 
Her monthly FaceTime calls with Noelle suddenly stopped in February of 2022. I don't know. I just get this sick feeling he's been missing for longer than we realise. I hope I'm wrong, but I have more reason to think this. The police have said there are multiple stories about Noel's whereabouts and what happened to him. April 6, 2023. Police Chief Craig Spencer said that he had removed Noel from the missing endangered list because they now believed him to be dead. Quote, I understand this was not the news we were all hoping for and praying for. We must continue to stand together as a community and fight for Noel. Unquote that they now believed him to have died sometime in late October. So here is the police even thinking it was earlier than first thought. But late October would be the last known sighting of Noel outside of Charles and the family. That would be at the hospital just after the twins were born. Medical professionals who witnessed Noel would also report to police the boy appeared to be unhealthy and malnourished. And Cindy allegedly referred to Noelle as evil and possessed and having a demon inside him. That she feared Noelle would hurt the babies. I literally have written in my notes for this story that the demonic monster here is Cindy. Prove me wrong. That the last time Noelle attended any of his medical appointments was July 21st, 2022 for speech therapy. After this, Noelle missed several doctor's appointments. Cindy had actually received a government letter threatening to end her government benefits for Noel. This led to Cindy allegedly asking another mother if she could borrow their child to pretend to be Noel at his appointments. Her excuse for this was that Noel had COVID. And then on November 1st, 2022, Cindy had passport pictures taken of Noel's six siblings, and the next day she applied for passports for herself and these children everyone except for Noel. And only a few days later, November 6, 2022, Cindy began researching costs for one-way flights to India. Now why do all of this unless Noel was already gone? But again I go back to Charles saying he saw Noel on Thanksgiving. If this is correct, it does seem to rule out an accidental death. Whether or not anyone harmed him, they certainly intended on leaving him behind. But then the question becomes how and where. Where is Noel? Now circling back to the family's truck. As I said, it had a mural painted on it of the Mexican saint of death, Saint Muente. What investigators also found in the shed was a shrine to Saint Muente. Now I know that this saint doesn't just mean death in the literal sense but also can mean a bunch of other things like money, fertility, that Cindy certainly doesn't need any help with, but anyway. Apparently Saint Muente is also allegedly associated with the Mexican cartel and trafficking. Cindy was also a loyal follower to the religion Sante Morte. I honestly tried to look into this religion myself, but I couldn't find anything reliable. I have seen this religion referred to as a cult, But I don't know that for certain, and I definitely don't want to offend anyone by straight out calling it that. But with the mention of a cult and Cindy calling Noel evil and possessed by a demon, is anyone else getting Laurie Vallow vibes here? April 18th, 2023. And that marked the one-month point of the discovery Noel was missing. The community really bended together and held a vigil for this sweet little boy. 
At this point, investigators had spent thousands of men hours on the case, followed up on more than 70 leads, issued more than two dozen search warrants, subpoenas, conducted countless interviews, issued arrest warrants on Cindy and Ashdeep, which at this point, Cindy was now facing a second-degree felony charge of abandonment and endangerment of a child. Police were really working with the Indian government on locating the family so they could start the extradition process to get them back to the United States. It was also around this time that a team of investigators returned to the family's home to continue their ongoing search. Joined by volunteers with Texas Search and Rescue, and this group is flipping fantastic. They are a group of expert first responders who spend their free time providing help in search and rescue operations all around Texas at no cost for agencies. Cadaver dogs were brought back in and this time they alerted on multiple areas in the family's backyard. So they extended to the search past the patio area. Investigators now believe Noel's body may have been buried in the yard at one point and then moved and concealed in the large carpet that Ashdeep threw away mere hours before they fled to the country. And now, only the people responsible know, where is Noel? The search radius was also expanded to include 215 acres of land on Blue Hill Drive, Everman, and Shelby Drive near Village Creek. Texas Aqua Search also assisted there as well. Numerous items of interest were found in these searches, but what these items are, they have never been publicly released. Good afternoon. I've got a few updates for you regarding the ongoing investigation into Noel Rodriguez Alvarez. At this time, investigators are continuing to analyze data to determine if and where any additional searches may be conducted. There is simply some data that I cannot go into details on in order to protect the integrity of the investigation and in order to ultimately seek justice that Noel deserves. Investigators also noticed an abnormally large cash deposit into Arshdeep's bank account. This deposit took place on March 22nd, just hours before fleeing the country. Arshdeep had access to the company's safe as a part of his normal job responsibilities. Investigators learned that Arshdeep first fraudulently altered the company's cash deposit records, likely in order to prevent detection, and then removed over $10,000 in cash from the company's safe, traveled to the nearest bank, and deposited $8,000 of that cash into his own personal account. This investigative team has spent thousands of man hours on this case, have followed more than 70 leads, issued more than two dozen search warrants, arrest warrants, and subpoenas, and conducted countless interviews. We will continue to fight for Noel until we have the answers that we need. And I want to thank everybody for your overwhelming amount of support that this team has received during the course of this investigation. We know and understand how important this case is to the community and stand by our promise to do everything that we can in this case. So right now we have one warrant issued for Cindy for false, giving false information related to a missing child case. Uh, that's a Class C misdemeanor. That was one of the first warrants we issued. Um, she also has an additional warrant for violation of probation that was issued shortly after the Amber Alert was issued. Uh, we have felony two warrants for abandoning or endangering a child, which are issued for both Cindy and Arshdeep. And now we've got a felony theft charge issued for our steep in addition to. And as we continue to work through this, of course, if we identify any other charges, we're going to continue to get warrants for those charges as well. Cindy told family members to lie to police about seeing Noel recently. Family lived in squalor, however, chose to spend nearly their entire tax return on a newly constructed patio for a home 
that they don't even own. Arsteve disposed of a single indoor-outdoor carpet in a dumpster the night before leaving the country, however, leaves the remainder of the squalor and trash behind in the home, shed, and backyard. April 26, 2023. Police Chief Craig Spencer revealed in a press conference that Noel's stepfather, Arshdeep Singh, paid for the one-way plane tickets for the family on his credit card from stolen funds from the convenience store where he worked. And this was only days before they left the country. Arshdeep stole $10,000 from his workplace's safe, allegedly fraudulently altering the company's cash deposit records to give the family time to get away before they were caught. He then deposited $8,000 of this money onto his personal credit card and bought the plane tickets to India via Istanbul. He was actually caught on the bank's surveillance cameras making the cash deposit. Police Chief Spencer announced an additional warrant for felony theft that had been issued for Arshdeep Singh. May 2023. To bring some light to the community that banded together in the search for Little Noel, the city of Everman said they would use funds awarded through Tarrant County to help with the expansion of Pittman Park and the construction of a new inclusive playground to honour the memory of Noel. This new playground would have specialised equipment for children who had physical, social, developmental and sensory challenges. In a press release about the playground, Everman Mayor Ray Richardson said, quote, We cannot think of a more fitting way to honour the impact that Noel had on this community, and so many more across the state and country. Unquote. The Everman Police Department have declared their commitment to finding six-year-old Noel Rodriguez Alvarez and bring those responsible for his disappearance to justice. The FBI will continue to work with the Indian government to extradite Cindy and Ashdeep back to the United States to question them. And if they are proven to be responsible for whatever happened to Noel, they will see their day in court. To the time of this recording, Cindy Rodriguez Singh and Ashdeep Singh remain fugitives on the run. I mean, our morale is not affected by, by what's happening on the federal front. Our entire focus has been on investigating this case, finding leads on where Noel is, and then ultimately proving what happened to him. That's, that's our team's focus, and that's 100% where we're focused. Attention and, and your efforts here in the media have been instrumental in this case. Uh, the tips have been extremely instrumental in this case, getting the information that we've needed. This whole case started from a tip, um, so it, it's, it's, in, it's paramount that, this, uh, that the tips come in and, and anybody with information call us. At the time of his disappearance, Noel Rodriguez Alvarez was six years old. He is Hispanic, four foot and weighing 50 pounds. Noel has black hair and brown eyes. He has a lot of physical disabilities and developmental disorders. Noel suffers from social disorder and has chronic lung disease. Noel has a requirement to be on oxygen at certain points of time. Because of this, Noel may be in urgent need of medical care. If you have any information regarding the disappearance of Noel Rodriguez Alvarez, please contact the Everman Police Department on 817 293 2923. If you have your own thoughts and theories on the case we discussed today, or any case we talk about on Stolen Lives, please search Stolen Lives on Facebook, like the page so you don't miss an episode, and join the discussion group to talk about your thoughts and theories. You can also talk to us on Twitter, search lives underscore stolen. 
or on Instagram, Stolen Lives Podcast. If you like what you heard today, we would appreciate it if you share this episode on your social media of choice and subscribe and leave a positive review on your podcast app. Today's episode was researched and written by me, Ali. Hosting and production was also by me, Ali. Music is by Mayu. Thank you.